Welcome to UFO Think Tank Radio with your host, Alejandro Rojas. Hola, muchachos. Es Alejandro. There's the majority of Spanish I know. <laughs> this is Alejandro Rojas, your host for UFO Think Tank Radio. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And I missed you. Did you guys miss me? Nobody said they missed me. So that made me sad. No, it's very nice because lots of people will say, you know, I miss a show. And they're like, where were you, man? Come on. This is bogus, dude. So, um, which means a lot of you are listening and rely on the show. And that's awesome. Thank you so very much. And that's why I'm here talking to you right now, because actually, I was not planning on doing a show because I haven't been able to do an interview. Yeah, so if you're like, all right, who's a guest? Me. There's not going to be a guest. I do apologize for that, but I have been extremely busy the last couple of weeks. I have a new venture uh, going on that has taken up a, a lot of my time, people. It's been real busy. Um, maybe I'll tell you some more about it later. But uh, the fact is that I wasn't able to get to do some interviews. So I didn't have a show last week. I will have one next week with an interview. So no worries. We'll be back to normal. However, I missed y'all. So I decided, hey, I'm just going to blab about stupid stuff for an hour and a half. And these guys are going to have to listen. Just kidding. Just kidding. Don't turn it off. Actually, what I decided to do was schedule uh, some time here just to talk about news for the last couple of weeks, because there's always so much UFO news out there. And of course, as you all know, uh, I look at the news in the mainstream media, and there's a lot of UFO news out there. So instead of letting it pile up to where I have like 6,000 stories to talk about before the next interview... I'm just going to cover the news for the last couple of weeks, which is interesting stuff. And then we will, uh, for next week, just cover a week's worth of news as usual and talk with our guests. How's that? That sound good? I'm glad you're on board with the plan. So I don't really have anything to talk about um other than news, I guess I talked to my good buddies Jason uh, McClellan and and Maureen Ellsbury. Of course, you uh, know them because they used to do the show with me for a period of time. They're still my good buddies, and they're actually going to be in Minnesota this weekend um, at a conference with that is Scotty Roberts is putting on. In fact, he talked about that because we had him on the show. He's um, being aided by his buddy uh, Micah Hanks who was also on the show uh, previously, not too long ago. Uh, they both, I believe, spoke about this conference, and it's finally coming up. So that's interesting. Uh, Maureen and Jason want to go to cover it for Open Minds Magazine, and they're going to be there, and uh, so that reminds me of that conference. So that's neat, right? Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the conference, of course, in Pittsburgh happened last weekend with John Ventry. I guess that went very well, so that's that's a lot of fun. And in fact... John and I did a little uh, YouTube video that we put up on the MUFON uh, website, the MUFON YouTube, which is actually MUFON HQ is the name for the MUFON YouTube. Actually, you can go to YouTube and put MUFON, or you can uh, put MUFON HQ and you'll find the MUFON site. And so you'll be able to watch that video. So that's fun. Of course, we were able to talk to him. He was my last interviewee, so we talked for quite some time about what he's up to in his new book. So this is only about 10 minutes, I think, of, of much of what we covered in the interview with John. Uh, just to have a little Skype video there so people can see it to help promote his book, uh, just like we did with my good buddy Robert Powell. So we got a lot of hits on the Robert Powell video, uh, Robert Powell being the author of UFOs and Government, along with many other great authors. And maybe I'll be able to try to get some of those authors on the line with us here in the next coming weeks. Now that I'll have more time to do some interviews since I'm not in all day training. So yeah, so that's what's going down. It's going downtown. So yeah, that's a lot of fun, but let's get into the news and guess what? I've got news music. <laughs> 
UFOs in the news. And that's music that I got from Kevin McLeod from Incompetech, which is a website many people use because he provides royalty-free music. This guy is so nice. He makes a lot of different kinds of music. He makes it available for the public to use for free, and uh, that is very kind of him. So if you're and you know, I gotta tell you people, if you monetize your YouTube videos or something like that, you gotta have rights to everything you use in there. So if you want some music, go to Incompetech. He's got a lot of stuff. And if you've seen some of my past videos, like my Paranormal or my Phenomena TV videos or something, I use some of his music, and it was really cool, cool, really fun, just like that news. Ba 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 da da. Okay, UFO news. Here's what's going down. A story from the Digital Journal, uh, one of those uh, online newsfangled sites. And they have a story on UFO, a UFO photograph by German tourists over the Greek island of Crete. Where have we heard about UFOs in Crete before? Hmm. I remember in particular because it is a leggy blonde. <laughs> Christy Brinkley. Remember last year she was on uh, with Jay Leno and uh, the guy who stars in Battle L.A. was on talking about a UFO sighting he had. And then Christy Brinkley comes out and says, I saw a UFO too. I've seen a couple of UFOs and one in particular in Crete. So, yeah, Christy Brinkley has an exciting UFO story in Crete. This one is not as exciting. But here's the interesting part, I think. It was posted originally, and this person from the Digital Journal said they found it on a website called DefenseNet. So it is a Greek site related to defense. So mostly it's about military and defense stuff. But uh, they wrote about this sighting, so it's kind of interesting. They must have gotten the report to them, I'm guessing. But uh, the sighting itself, uh, I'm not so excited about because it's one of these where they went and they took pictures and then they went home and they saw this object in their picture that they didn't see in the pictures. Almost 99.9999999% of the pictures I've seen and analyzed as an investigator with MUFON or, you know, doing these investigations for a while. Those turn out to be birds or, or bugs or something not very exciting. And, of course, because when you're out on the beach, there's birds all over the place and you don't take particular note of them. Uh, and they can look weird in pictures and stuff. So, to me, that's what I think this looks like. It doesn't look any different than, than any of those pictures. But, of course, I could be wrong. But, unfortunately, it is hard to determine What's going on in many of these photographs? But still, it's very interesting that it showed up in DefenseNet. And, uh, of course, the Digital Journal as well. And they take the sighting very seriously. They're not making fun of it. They do, of course. they got to do some kind of tongue-in-cheek jokes because they're so cliche and looking for the cheap laughs. So the last thing they write about is, however, there were no reported sightings of photographs of extraterrestrial bodies or little green men. Well, obviously. Come on, guys. But anyways, it's just someone who thought, wow, what is this strange thing in this picture that I took? That's fair. Don't have to make fun of them, digital journal dudes. So, um, interesting story. Another story, and this is this is an astro or biology type of story. Astro Boffins, in particular, this uh, UK site. So if you, you've you heard of this term, of course, those of you in the UK are very familiar with the term. Those of us in the United States are less so because it's kind of a silly uh, term, Boffin. And guess what a Boffin is? I know what you're thinking because that's what I think, right? Someone out of the Lord of Rings. The Boffins were... The hobbits, these hobbits with the last name Boffins, right? Isn't that what Pippin Boffin or something like that? No, actually, a Boffin is a scientist. They're kind of like a, um, what we would call out here, a, uh, I don't know what we call it out here, to be honest. It's just someone who is an expert in science, and that's what they talk about is science and stuff. So these are astro boffins, and they are searching for mega-massive alien power plants. Whoa. 
So, yeah, this is kind of funny. This guy's looking, they are looking for what are called Dyson Spheres. And this is complete Star Trek stuff because this is uh, some guy who theorized that an advanced civilization would create these mega energy capturing structures that would like surround a planet, be this huge kind of structure that co collects energy to be able to power their civilization. So it's kind of funny because this this idea of his is kind of, you know, there, there's a number of ways that I'm sure people can capture energy. Um, and this way is kind of out there. So what's even crazier is that although this speculation is so kind of, whoa, you know, um, these guys decided to actually search for evidence of these what's called Dyson Spheres out there to see if there's any extraterrestrial uh, civilizations who have created them. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, in fact, and I say this is for, straight from Star Trek because Star Trek actually did um, I guess feature an episode where they they one of the aliens had some similar sort of thing or something like that. So it's just here's my deal. Here's why I'm kind of like so eh, about it is that you know they're willing to throw some bucks at uh, it's kind of like the SETI stuff. I, I like SETI. I like what they've done. It's kind of it's cool. They're throwing some bucks and some science at this stuff. But, you know, the speculation is so, you know, out there. I mean, there's a one a good, in a kajillion, quadrillion. I mean, to even think that we could you know, come up with an idea of the technology that may be being used by these civilizations kind of seems kind of crazy and then to assume that they they use technology or understand physics like we do is just a little bit hard to swallow but good luck to them whatevs and i guess i, I just get frustrated because of course um i am really interested in mainstream science investigating UFOs, you investigating sightings and putting some bucks towards that because I think that would be more well-spent dollars. And you know what? I'm not alone in this. And a lot of you, and that is a good segue to our next story, a lot of you read a story by Lee Spiegel a couple of weeks ago, and, and I did too, and you know I was even making fun of it, <laughs> where Lee Spiegel wrote about this Lord Reese goofball who said people who saw UFOs were kooks. He didn't actually say that. I mean, that's not his exact quote, but that's the quote. That's what the uh, title of the story was. But he did say that some of these, why do UFOs keep appearing to the same old kooks, and meaning that he thinks there are some goofballs out there who are saying they're seeing UFOs, and they're not. Now, I would agree with that, sure. But um, that story was frustrating because... You know, um, there there's this sense that astronomers are not into the topic, or scientists are not into the topic. Well, Sir Lee Spiegel, Mr. Lee Spiegel, has redeemed himself, because what he did is he wrote a follow-up story where he got a famous astronomer who does believe UFOs should be studied with science. In fact, the title of the story is Derek Pitts, Astronomer. Want UFOs studied with science. And that's what I'm talking about. Now, I am excited about this Derek Pitts. And in fact, we have talked about him before on the show. He is an American astronomer and the chief astronomer and planetarium director of the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. Why is this exciting? Well, it's exciting because, you know, that's a big deal. And Manhattan, you know, they think that they're the center of the universe in New York. Uh, they're so great, um, including Lee. He's one of these Manhattan guys. They're so fancy and stylish and woo-woo-woo. 
But, um, you know, New York is kind of a big deal. Okay, I'll give them that. And, of course, anything in New York, such as a big uh, museum, is a pretty big deal. And so uh, this guy, Derek Pitts, uh, runs one of those. And he is a cool guy. He actually, according to Leslie Kane, and I think we talked about this with her when she was on the show last. She's the one who wrote UFOs, uh, you know, officials and other credible dudes talk about UFOs on the record. That's not the exact title, but, you know, similar. And she says that Derek Pitts had contacted her to endorse her book, and he actually had her come speak on a panel, and he said he had not really given much thought to the subject until her book came out, and he found her book fascinating. Now, I'm going to, because I love his quotes, and he just seems like the coolest dude, I'm going to read his quotes here to Lee Spiegel of the Huffington Post. He says, if you say, let's pursue an investigation of UFOs so we can identify where these alien spacecraft are coming from, then people go, what? I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. But if you say, let's look at what the possibilities are that at one time there were environments where life possibly could have developed on Mars, then everybody says, oh yeah, I want a piece of that, says Pitts, right? He says, I can speculate about what many astronomers would say if you asked them that question. Many of them would say, I haven't seen anything about the UFO question. Many of them say, would... I haven't seen anything, so I can't say that they exist. I can't say that this 5% are alien spacecraft. But if you ask them in the same breath, would you be willing to engage in a research project to go figure out what these things are? I don't know what that answer would be. I'd say, yeah, let's find out. Let's take a look at it. Because here we have a phenomenon that causes a tremendous amount of interest. Why not try to understand what it is. Amen, brother. That's what I'm talking about. So yeah, pretty cool. Why not try to understand what it is? That is the whole point. Speaking of Lee Spiegel and all these goofballs that I saw in Vegas a couple of weeks ago, I say goofballs lovingly because they're actually co-dudes and my friends, such as Ben Hansen from the television show um Fact or Faked and John Alexander. Uh, they also had Kate Valentine. I've been on her show before. She's got a radio show. And they had a skeptic dude and the host of this Huffington Post Live uh, thing that I'm talking about here. All of these people were in this debate. And, you know, the skeptics can be skeptic. And um, here's where I get frustrated with these debates. And I wish I was there. As you know, I've had a couple skeptics on the show. That may have frustrated you. I don't know. I actually haven't heard much feedback because uh, I had Ben Ben uh, McGee not too long ago, and then I had another uh, physicist on uh, like a month or so ago. Both skeptics, but science-oriented and very interesting gentlemen. Open-minded, intelligent scientists, but skeptics. Even more so than Mr. Derek Pitts, it sounds like here. But the point is, I think the skeptics are really important. You know, they got to keep us real. They got to keep us grounded. They got to say, yeah, but. And there's no problem with the yeah, but. However, there is a problem with just not trying to understand this. Because there is a phenomenon. Why not, like Derek Pitt says, try to understand it? And that's what we should be doing. And that's what I'm talking about when these other guys are going off and looking for a Dyson Sphere. You might as well be looking for, I don't know, you can say it all kinds of crazy Star Trek type of theories out there, but I mean, why not take the data that we have and examine this data closer in an organized way um, like mainstream typically, science does typically does with important scientific Mysteries, And that, unfortunately, isn't happening. Now, in response to this story, I have seen a couple of people say, well, MUFON does that. You know what? That's not what we're talking about. That, I, hey, man, I'm, I do PR for MUFON. Um, 
Lord knows I, I like to shoot the MUFON horn, but MUFON is not like SETI. It's not a group, an organization of scientists that uh, is accepted and involved with the mainstream science. But here's what I'm talking about. People like Derek Pitts and even some of those skeptic scientists I, I referred to earlier and even some of the non-skeptical scientists we've had on this show are willing to do that. And that's what I hope happens. You know what? That's the meat and potatoes of what interests me in this field. We have scientists. Mainstream scientists who are willing to look at this. We have to engage those guys. We have to talk to them. We have to quit um, this back and forth banter and look for where we have our commonalities. And I think then we can influence these people to um, seek funds to do some serious research. And I really hope that happens. And I know Robert Powell, who we've had on the show he is our director of research for MUFON, and he is getting some scientists together, and I hope we're going to be able to create that. That was the purpose of the uh, Cosmic Exploration Conference I was putting together, and that will be the purpose of the next MUFON Symposium, a large part of, of what we'll be doing there, because I will be bringing some of those scientists that I was trying to bring uh, out there. And we're going to have a lot more information, actually, on the MUFON Symposium here in the coming weeks um, as we solidify a location, a venue, will be in Vegas. Can't tell you where exactly in Vegas, but I will be able to tell you soon because we don't know yet. We'll have that solidified with dates and times and then um, begin to get you a speaker's list. So it's very exciting, and I think this kind of story with Derek Pitts, this is the stuff that I find extremely exciting, that these people, like Derek Pitts, are willing to put their reputation on the line to say simply why not try to understand this phenomenon so it's very brave of him to do that and it demonstrates that there is some mainstream science that uh, is willing to do just that and look into this question so there you go there you go peeps next story CNET Declassified. Air Force plans for a flying saucer. Another lose by the media here. Tom Horniak. Kind of a neat little buzz, Tommy. But um, the Air Force plans for a flying saucer. This is just Avro. We've known about the Avro projects. Avro was a company out of Canada, actually, and they were putting together um their their vision was to put together some saucer shaped craft and what you know people don't talk about much is the guy who put this together said he saw pictures and, and stories about UFOs and thought wow that design how how is that design really um feasible for creating uh you know aircraft and so he played around with that, and one of his ideas was to put fans in a circular uh, object where kind of like our the little airplanes, the little helicopter airplane or drones and stuff that we're seeing all over the place being with the cameras mounted on them and being used by police and stuff like that, putting some ducted fans in a circle on the edge of the sphere so it can fly around. So they built all of these these ideas to do this, um, you know, uh, blueprints and stuff like that. However, they really only tried it in one craft, and I think it's in the Smithsonian. But this craft, uh, it didn't work very well at all. You know, they, it, it kind of was difficult to control, and um, so they trashed the whole thing. They never went forward with the rest. So this guy or somebody released, and I can't read. Oh, it's just in a National Archives, you know, all of these things. And we've seen all of these blueprints as UFO people. And, you know, they try to explain that, oh, this is probably what people saw. No, the thing that they built barely went up. And I think it went 20 feet and back and forth. It was wobbly. It was not controllable. 
it wasn't zooming across the sky in extreme speed. So it, that's not what it was. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they wrote some stories you might have seen where they're like, look, UFOs, the Air Force was going to build one. Old news, dude. Old news. All right, Lee Spiegel's at it again, this goofball. He's writing about UFO telepathy. A California man claims to be psychically communicating to a boomerang UFO. And I feel bad for this witness. Okay, this witness posts something on MUFON. He posts that uh, he saw a UFO, and it was kind of weird because um, when he saw it, it kind of moved in a certain direction, and he thought, wow, I wonder if somehow it's, I'm connected with this thing, and he has a little video that he took of this weird white thing flying through the sky. And uh, you look at it, and, you know, it, it looks like some... I've seen these videos, and I've seen this, of debris flying in the air. They're saying possibly this was uh, a balloon. I think Martin D'Antonio, the MUFON guy, looked at it and said that. I mean, and, and it doesn't look like... A spaceship or anything, it looks like something kind of floating around in, in the wind up in the sky. And uh, you guys may disagree, of course, but you can take a look. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, here's some behind the scenes people. I guess, unfortunately, this guy got a little upset. He's like, whoa, how come this is getting in the national news? What's going on? That wasn't my plan. All I was doing was submitting a report to MUFON. But it's kind of tough because MUFON makes uh, all of their reports visible to be transparent, you know, which people appreciate. So when someone reports a sighting, it automatically goes up and everybody in the world can see it. Some people say, oh, no, MUFON's working for the government and they're hiding stuff. No, they're not. Just like any organization, um, you know, every state, it only has a small handful of people that are able to put in a little bit of time uh, to help keep things going but you know everybody's got their lives to live and and the same goes for national there's nobody looking over this stuff nobody has the time i know the people who admin this stuff in fact it's all electronic where it just goes because uh we're kind of you know as usual short on manpower so but this is an example of why maybe you shouldn't be completely transparent. Because then some guy's like, hey, I'm just trying to report a UFO to you guys. Now they're making fun of me for having some UFO telepathy. This is a bunch of malarkey, to use uh, Joe Biden's word. So, And who can blame the guy? So that's the hard part. Transparency or not transparency? Maybe we need to protect the witnesses and not let the public see this stuff off the bat until it's investigated. That's really kind of the protocol. So I kind of feel bad for the guy. Uh, and then, of course, he has to find out through the Huffington Post that one of the MUFON guys say it's a balloon. So instead of having an investigator tell him directly. So that story is kind of a sad for me. Makes me sad, that story. But it's out there. Another big story you've probably heard about is a UFO that briefly halts Israel's civilian air traffic. Israel shoots down UFO. UFO over Israel. WTF. These are the headlines. People going crazy. Well, it is a big story, but it's not a UFO in the type that gets you and I excited. But it was a drone, and of course they're using the UFO term loosely just to throw something out there. And it actually was a, a UFO in that it was unidentified, but there was an ident unidentified object, uh, but that was quickly and obviously a drone of some sort flying over Israel. And it was a military drone. They shot it down, and it turned out uh, it's an Iranian drone flying over Israel. Israel. And... Uh, they had to divert air traffic and stuff like this. But uh wanted to tell you about it because they're using the UFO term a lot in there. And I guess, you know, not improperly, but just not in the way um, that you and I... It, it's unidentified as to what it is, but it, the uh, origins, at least being man-made, is not in question. So I don't know if you would have a certain uh, term for that, where it's not really an IFO, it's a... 
M-U-F-O. It's an M-M-U-F-O. Man-made UFO. There you go. I just made the term. There you go. This is also a very interesting story. I've talked about Pravda and some of the stories that they have posted before. And Pravda, they are some goofballs. You know, I keep throwing this term out kind of loosely, goofballs. And thus far, I've been using it pretty much in an endearing manner, calling my friends, um, such as Bennett and Lee, goofballs. Not that they aren't. But uh, the Pravda are some goofballs in the classic sense of they're just kind of goofy. They write some goofy stories out there sometimes. And I think this one's a little goofy. And that Pravda, which is a Russian news, it's kind of the biggest Russian-English news site, wrote a story, Many UFO Researchers Die Under Mysterious Circumstances. What's interesting, and I actually I would love to see more about this, Although I know some of the things that they are, some of the people they're referring to here, their deaths were not that uh, mysterious, um, tragic certainly, but not necessarily mysterious. Not to say that there are not mysterious deaths out there, um, and I think that would be an interesting study. But this is a U.S. a guy who used to be a U.S. government advisor, supposedly. He's an amateur astronomer. His name is Timothy Hood, and he made this statement at an international conference in Amsterdam dedicated for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, so like a SETI conference. So he goes to a SETI conference in Amsterdam and says, UFO dudes are being murdered. Mo murder, mo murder. That was some rap music. I forget the name of the band. He does that moment. Anyway, I'm not a rap aficionado, but I know this song. And uh, so, you know, it goes on to talk about, you know, a few of the mysterious deaths. Um, but his argument that there are, um, it goes into a lot of alleged secret programs. He refers to Blue Book, Aquarius, Area 51, Majestic 12, Japan, Japan being the French. UFO investigation. So, um, some of these, I, you know, kind of have some questionable origins. But, uh, yeah, it's just interesting that this guy, you know, where did he come from? Why did he go all the way to Amsterdam? Did he feel unsafe saying something like that here? Actually, though, he is also talking about not just UFO researchers, but... Um, other scientists who have died uh, mysteriously, in, uh, in particular astrophysicists. So I don't know if he has a point to all this, just that he's saying there's some crazy stuff going down. So, yeah, and Pravda writes this big old story on it. In fact, it was Margarita Troitsina who wrote this story. So, interesting, if nothing else. Very very interesting. Watch your back, people. Watch your back. Someone who needs to watch your back also is this lady who's a MUFON investigator. And um, where's his story? The Daily Journal. She's a Hoosier. So she needs to watch it. No, this is kind of cool. The Daily Journal, another uh, newspaper that wrote about a MUFON investigator. So it says uh, that this young woman is a MUFON investigator, and she has been investigating uh, a lot of UFO sightings, uh, some of which are orange orbs, some of which are triangular craft, and some stuff bouncing around. And uh, she spoke at the Johnson County Library, not too long ago, and uh, it even has a quote from the head of MUFON, David McDonald. He says, it's too much in talking about sighting. It's too much to say where this is from. The best that we can do is thoroughly research it to the end. You rule out a satellite, you rule out a comet, you rule out a shooting star, then all you have left is what could this be? And that's the point, you know. 
the most we can say is that it is an unknown. We don't know what it was that was seen, um, which then still goes into an interesting bucket of those things like Derek Pitts referred to that should be investigated further by mainstream science. UFO sightings over Sri Lanka, asks the nation. Yes, there are UFO sightings over Sri Lanka. And they show a picture of what appears to be a bird over the beach. No, um, yeah, we have talked about different sightings over Sri Lanka, and it seems as though the people in Sri Lanka do report sightings. And that's what this story is about, is that um, there have been UFO sightings being reported over Sri Lanka. And I think that's cool. Next story. This is a great story. I like this story, even though they have a misspelling in the title, goofballs, and they haven't even fixed it. Come on. Ay, ay, ay. But this is a story in the Bedford Today. So this is the UK. Look, people in the UK. And I know there are some people in the UK listening. And I can send an email. It's not like it's any easier for you all. But I was going to say, if you're in Bedford, you know, tell these guys to fix the dang title. Because it's a great story. I've seen people picking up the story. And now they're just getting making fun of. Because they have... The, you guys, I haven't even told you what the story is yet. The story is more believe in aliens than believe in God. But they have a B in the second believe. They have B-E-L-I-E-V-B-E. So they made a, a tragic um, major misspelling, misspelling in the title of the story, which is unfortunate. However, the story is really interesting. It says, in this latest survey, an estimated 33 million people in the UK believe that life exists on other planets, while only 27.5 million, less than half the country, say they believe there is a God. The latest survey results show that 52% of the population believe evidence of UFOs has or would be covered up because the fact of their existence would threaten the stability of the government. Interesting. Very interesting. One in ten people claim to have seen a UFO, with almost a quarter more men claiming to have seen them than women. I wonder why that is. Hmm. I'll have to think about that. The survey of 1,400 UK adults was commissioned by the makers of a new video game, which uh, tasked you with saving the world from an enemy invasion. So isn't that interesting, though? In the UK, those people are weird, those English. You know what? I, uh, I've i said it before. I'm a big fan of the English. I, I got I to gotta have my English television fixed. Right now, a lot of you are addicted to television. You're addicted to sports. And I think that is disgusting and I am so disappointed in you. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, you're addicted to television, but some of you are. So you do have a problem. And uh, so do I. Because I'm not addicted to television, but the only show I got to see. Some people have three shows every day they got to see. Some people don't. Some of you don't want to even watch much TV. But there's, I have to watch Mystery or um, Masterpiece Theater. Every month or every Sunday night. That's the only show I got to see because I love almost all the shows they have on there. They have this one called The Midwife. They have, uh, and then I've got on Netflix, I always got to watch Poirot or something. So, yeah. And my point being that, um, you know, why the heck did I go there? I don't know. But these numbers, I'm sorry, are really interesting. 33 million people in the UK believe that life exists, while only 27.5, uh, less than half the country, believe in God. And I guess why this is interesting, because we've been seeing these figures, and we've been seeing them also in uh, the, the, with voting. 
um, in religion. And it seems that it's we're starting to turn the tide. And now that they're saying, even in the United States, more and more people, if not the majority, don't prescribe to a particular religion or subscribe to a particular religion. And I think that's interesting. I fall in that book. I like Buddhism. I'm all into Buddha. He is Buddha is bad, if you ask me, and bad in a good way, like Michael Jackson. Um, bad. But uh, it's not a religion. I think, you know, and it's kind of how I see Jesus. I am cool with Jesus. Jesus was one cool dude. I'll tell you what. But I think they were just smart guys. It's like these guys were smart. They had a lot of good stuff to say. I dig on what they say, and I want to try to live, you know, my life in, in what they said, like compassion and, and being cool with everybody, because those are good things. But it's not like I'm going to do some ritual or something or or anything like that, because uh, that's not what I'm all about. I'm not into these uh, dogmatic kind of philosophies. I'm more into, hey, I like these philosophies, so I want to try to live my life better. If you came to me and you said, you know what, dude? I've got this crazy wise thing to say, and you're going to dig it big time. And you told me this crazy wise thing, and I was like, wow, that's sweet. I'm going to start to adopt that. Then you would be, you know, up there for me in the Jesus, Buddha, and you. You know, I'm just saying that, well, for me, there's Gandhi and, you know, Martin Luther King, um, all of these people I really respect. Um, so all I'm saying is that uh, it seems that we're turning a tide. And I personally don't have a problem with people being religious. That's great. Be religious. Just don't, you know, kind of hurt people over it and stuff like that. But it is interesting that uh, the population is changing that way. But it's also interesting because uh, the whole belief, the whole dogma and having faith in something without evidence, I I always feel that, you know, if you're a very religious person, and this is much like Monsignor Balducci. Uh, who was uh, with the Vatican, and he believed in UFOs, and he talked about UFOs. And he did make this interesting uh, observation. He says, look, my faith is all based on witness testimony. I don't have proof that Jesus existed or that all of these Bible stories were true or that God is here. I don't have proof. This is all anecdotal data. UFOs are based off of anecdotal data also. So it's okay. I how can I say these people shouldn't believe in UFOs or or because they're basing it off of anecdotal information when I'm a priest and I base everything. I'm a monsignor. I base uh, my beliefs off of off of these things. So uh, very wise, Balducci. Unfortunately, he's passed, but yeah, very wise stuff. So I think these trends are very interesting. And. Some people, I think, uh, I think sociologically it's interesting in that because of UFOs, uh, will it possibly be that extraterrestrials become the gods of the future? We're seeing a little bit. We see it in Scientology. We see it in the Raelians. And uh, I wonder if we'll see an increase in that. But uh, some interesting questions. To be answered. Another story came out, speaking of the Brits, uh, on MSN. Former UFO advisor says Britain is totally ready for alien war. So this story, they kind of picked up on the Lord Martin Rees. He was the astronomer who said, oh, come on, there's no UFOs. This is ridiculous. Um, but um, he says that, uh, and I don't know, in addition, here's what it says. I'll read it to you. To alluding to Britain having prototype aircraft and drones and other weapons you won't see on news for 10, 15, for 10 to 15 years, Pope also believes that should a catastrophic alien war occur, the world will quickly, quickly unite and battle them independent style. So I guess they're just kind of asking these kind of outlandish questions because, of course, Lord Martin Reese was a skeptic, and so they asked Nick Pope, okay, UFO guy, what if they invade? What are we going to do? And so he says, well, we're going to probably battle them, just like in the movies, uh, if they invade us and try to kill us. So, But it, it got even on MSN, and uh, 
And of course, they have this real sensational title. Former UFO advisor says Britain is totally ready for alien war. Mm. Okay, another good story, another big story right here. They get the story, get your story, big story. And this is uh, Lee Spiegel once again. And this is just interesting. UFO conspiracy film crew detained at gunpoint at legendary Area 51 gate. Exclusive, he writes, because he got some interviews with the people involved. This has to do with Brits, and this has to do with some crazy BBC dudes. So we've all seen, especially us, these documentaries on Area 51. And we've seen where they go up to the signs that say, don't cross this sign or we will blow your head off. We will splatter you in pieces all over the desert and we will shoot you and kill you. Well, they don't say that, but they do say something like deadly force or something like that. And we're going to be really mad and don't come any further. We're going to tell your mom and stuff. So on these documentaries, they usually respect that, right? They go up to the sign and go, ooh, what are we going to do if we cross these signs? They're going to shoot us. And they, they get all like make, you know, all of this drama around it. And, you know, you see these security trucks come up every time they go to the border. And I've heard people who go there and, you know, if you go walk up to one of these signs, you'll see a truck, a Jeep or, or something drive up, you know, maybe a quarter mile away. You'll see it kind of creep over a hill and they'll stop and they'll watch you. Well, these goofballs, speaking of goofballs, these are some goofballs. They decide to cross the line. And boy, oh boy, did they get the whole what for, I'll tell you what. So I guess what happens is, you know, because you cross the line, you cross the sign, and still you've got miles to go till you get to anything. And so just like every, you know, these guys, these security guys are watching them. Um, they call the cops, and, and people come in and pounce. And the story is different. The cops say, we came, we detained these suckers. We we asked them who they were, give us your information, you know, this ain't cool, we're not cool with you doing this. And they investigated who they were, they found out they were with the BBC, they decided, all right, we're going to let you off easy this time, we're going to give you a citation, and you're going to pay us money. Now get out of here and don't do this again. And uh, they kicked him off, and uh, they had to pay money, and that was the story. Now, the the discrepancy is just that the filmmakers say they jumped on us and shoved our face in the dirt, and they kept us down on the ground with our face in the dirt for four hours until they checked our IDs, and then they told us, okay, give us, you know, here's a citation. You're going to have to pay the judge in town and get out of my face, you punks. I don't know about the verbiage, punks and stuff like that, but essentially that's their story. So there's a discrepancy. Did they detain them with their face in the dirt for four hours? Personally, if that's what happened, so be it. You know, get your face stuck. It's better than getting shot because the sign says, we're going to shoot you, dummy. And if they would have shot him, they probably, you know, would have, that's what the sign says. Pass this line and we're going to shoot you, okay? You pass the line and at least they didn't get shot. They were lucky. So I don't think they got nothing to complain about. And I'm sure BBC paid for the fines anyway. But I think that documentary is even supposed to be on like today or this week if you're in the UK um, where that footage is of them getting uh, captured. And Well, I, actually, there's no footage of that because I guess what happened is the um, the cops did keep their... And the government did keep their, their film stuff, and they went through it, and they returned it, but only after erasing the parts uh, at Area 51. So I'm not sure what footage they have left of that, but that's going to be part of their documentary. Really, it's just interesting because it's the first time, Lord knows we've seen a lot of these documentaries, and we've had a lot of buddies, I'm sure you guys have too, of people going to Area 51 and going and looking at the sign and taking pictures of themselves with the sign. This is the first time I've heard of someone being brave enough to cross over the line and uh, brave enough or dumb enough to cross over the line and then getting harassed and uh, fined. Um, luckily, they didn't get beat up or shot because really, if you think about it, 
any of our military bases, you just try to go wander on there and um, you're probably not going to have a very pleasant experience. I'll tell you that much. So certainly not advised. And you can read this story if you are uh, have been thinking about trying to bust into Area 51 about what uh, it may be like if you do so. Yeah. Finally, a story today on UFO sightings lead Pennsylvania man to alien sleuth work. So this is neat. This is an engineer who is also a teacher in Pennsylvania who decided to be a MUFON investigator. Lots of MUFON in the news, huh? That's kind of cool, dude. So, yeah, and uh, they just talked about how he takes a scientific approach. He's had three sightings he cannot explain himself. He says, that doesn't mean they're aliens. I'm not saying they're aliens. I don't think they are. Well, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not saying that they're aliens. I just saw some weird stuff. And um, But he's helping others, you know, try to understand what it is they've seen, if they've seen some weird stuff, by being an investigator. So it's a great story. And um, they there's no tongue-in-cheek in this story. So in this story, it is really uh, just about, you know, some guy who is a a credible person, a teacher and an engineer who decided to investigate UFOs because he had some interesting sightings himself. I think that's cool. I think that's great. I think you're cool. I think that you are great, especially for tuning in to the show this evening and that's it for ufo think tank radio this week join me next week when i'm going to have some exciting guest who's going to tell us a lot of cool stuff and as usual just like today we'll have ufn ufos in the news as well so thank you very much for joining us adios muchachos <laughs>